Hello guys and welcome back to another episode. So today we have George joining us. He's also a travel PTA with almost 10 years of experience. So today we're going to be talking about his travels, kind of some tips about if you want to join travel. We're also going to be breaking up this episode into two different parts. So today we'll release the first part on Friday. Tune in for the second part, but let's go ahead and dive right in. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken and Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. All right. Well, we're back again. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. We're very excited to dive a little deeper with George here on traveling. Um, you have had so many years in the field, but let's go ahead and get to know you just a little bit. Uh, so tell us about yourself, how you kind of got into uh, your, well, to be a PTA. And then also, Ooh, that was a deep breath. <laughs> yeah, that's a, you're like, oh, that's a big question. Here. <laughs> so, and then I don't know if you're ready like, for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun thing you like to do on the side too, but go for it. All so. right. All right. My name is George Chilcott. I've been a traveling PTA for about over nine years. Um, was fresh new grad, didn't have a full-time job, just went right into traveling to pay off like, student loans. Um, before this, I used to be a high school teacher. I was I taught high school for two years in Erie, Pennsylvania. That's where I'm from. I got laid I'm off. I'm curious what uh, subject. What teacher do I look like? What kind? I feel like a math. Nope. I was going to go with science. Nope. <laughs> so you, were you uh, English? <laughs> nope. You were. Everyone, okay. gets it, everyone gets it wrong in the first. Okay, hold on. You said, you, said, you said high school? I taught high school. I taught my old high school. So I taught 11th uh, and 12th grade. Back in I don't feel like it's going to be like Spanish. No. Okay. You went Spanish. No. We're doing terrible. No, Espanol Paquito. That's better than me. I taught social studies. Social studies. I kind of forget that's a subject. So U.S. Well, that was my degree was social studies, secondary education. But I taught U.S. history, world history, and world geography. So you said you kind of got... Yeah, I, got, off. I got laid off because of budget cuts because uh, mm-hmm. my hometown had a $26 million budget deficit they had to make up. So they laid Ooh. off, I think it was 250 teachers. So I needed at least three years to be safe, like to be have like 10 years, like have a safe job. But I only had mm-hmm. two and I said, that's it, I'm done. So I yeah. went back to school again for PTA. But my, my hometown, there is a college. It's not there anymore. They kind of merged to another college, but they have a bunch of two-year degrees so they had CODA, they had PTA, they had uh, LPN, they had criminal justice, mm-hmm. culinary arts. So I went there for two years and graduated in 2013 and I had like $73,000 in uh, student loans and figured out, right. paid off quick. Yeah, because my hometown has so <laughs> my hometown has so many PTAs, like the, the college is pumping out so many, but a lot of them had kids or married, they weren't going to leave the, the area. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of oversaturated. So I was, I was just jumping to traveling. That's what that's So what I did. how did you pick PTA? Like, because it was that, you know. it was in the newspaper in my hometown. And it was one of the highest paying fields that the college had. Cause I wanted to do a two year, okay. two year degree, like a quick degree. Yeah. So that yeah, was, that, that was You're highest. And then back. the next one was like an LPN was like the next highest. So like, did you ever have physical therapy? Like growing up, did you know anything about physical therapy before you decided to do it? No. <laughs> huh? just like, let's just I go knew, for it yeah and now 10 a, almost so 10 years rare, later I you're still like doing now. it i didn't i didn't really i knew of it but i didn't know like how much they did like their their scope of practice 
like no the idea. whole depth of it and everything like yeah. that too. Yeah, because it's so rare that you meet someone who goes into this field who has not had it been touched in some way or been mm-hmm. part of it prior to going into it. So that is rare. So I'm a little curious. I know this is a little off of the traveling, but what was your first thought when you actually got into like? The oh, I enjoyed around? it. Yeah, I liked it. Like that's why I kept staying in it. But yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The people that were in my class, I thought I was going to be, the, I was 26 when I went to the program. So I thought I was going to be like the oldest person in the program, but I was like the average age because there was, yeah. we have two people that are in their forties and we had, most of them were in their twenties, maybe a couple thirties, but I've always just, I liked that right from the beginning. Just kept Yeah, it, I definitely yeah. find it's a great field that if you are looking to kind of switch complete career paths. It is a great field to kind of switch career paths into. Like, yeah, you have to go to school and everything for it. But, like, if you're looking to get into the medical mm-hmm. field. Especially kinesi- kinesiology. I just, I thought that this came came natural to me. Like, yeah. most, most of the students had a hard time with it. But it just it clicked. And then, Enjoyable. Yeah. You're like, give me more. Second, give second me more. year was a breeze with, uh, general, with general rehab and neuro rehab and all the clinicals. So, just... It was a walking apart, not a walking apart, but it was just came really natural. But I learned a lot more out traveling. That's why I really want to do traveling too, is not be stuck with one or two PTs. But mm-hmm. here for 13 weeks, I'm going to see a bunch of PTs or even code OTs and then learn a lot, suck yeah. the brains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you... like learning diathermy when I was in Washington State. Like, that was, it's really big out there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Diathermy. I don't think anybody. I don't know anybody. I do it on. Yeah, I do. I usually do it on joints with if they're not like a knee or hip replacement or their hands. Yeah. I'll do diathermy. I think if, we if had the, it. If one the facility of my has it, and then yeah. they never used it. Yeah, like the facility I'm at now, it. we have three of them. Like, and we oh, have wow. like two East End machines. Yep. So I try yeah, to use yeah. them as much as I can. Oh yeah. Is a big thing in out, outpatient. I know mm-hmm. it's not your particular favorite, but we'll kind of get into that a little bit. Um, well, I did have but, a question. Like, as yeah. far as like your your program, because for ours, we didn't really touch on traveling like PTAs mm-hmm. too much. Like, how did you hear about it? We, ha- we had what a made guess, you want to go into it. So we had like a past uh, student come in. I graduated like three or four years earlier, and he came in and talked about it for like, I think it was a whole lesson. It was like an hour. Came in and talked about it. But he really didn't say like how to get into it. He just talked about um it was, it was actually pretty broad really with it, like how he got into it. But the way I do my like when I do like my uh like seminar on it, it's a lot more in depth <laughs> how I got into it. <laughs> kind of give the the layout of how to do yeah, it. So like, like how did you figure out how to do it though? Because like it's one of those I things put, where it's kinda like I put my name on a resume. Uh, my resume on uh um on a database i can't remember what the name of it was but like a month later a company reached out to me a, a lady called me saying oh i saw your resume for traveling i said i don't know how to get started and she was like well you need more than one license i said well i'll get a license wherever there's a job and she's like get texas washington and oregon so i started with those three and then i had new york to begin with so i started with four and I was good for like a year and a half. Then I started getting more licenses. And then eventually have a le- I had 11 at one point. Oh, wow. <laughs> State license. Not anymore, but a... <laughs> a, lot, a lot of them lapse. But because I'm not going to travel as much anymore. 
Well, and do you have the one, do you kind of travel where, like, I know a lot of states now are starting to try to connect where the license, you only kind of have oh, the to compact. have one of your license. Yeah, the compact. Yes, so compact. your home state has to be a part of it. So my home state's Pennsylvania. Yeah. They're not a part of it. Got it. See, As like, of right now, they're not. In Nevada. Yeah. yeah. But they, they're trying to. They have legislation introduced, but it's nothing further than that. So I yeah, can't do the compact. Here. It just makes it easier for doing your license verifications. Because the more mm-hmm. states you have, every state has to verify it. So, like, when I was getting, like, my California one, it took, like, almost two months to get. Well, and I know you got to go get your jurisprudence exam. Oh, jurisprudence exam. And, and you got to yeah, take it at a facility. And only in do California, it. you have to taste, take it yep. Yep, on, that was on there. One of, that, was one of, that was one of the hardest tests I've ever taken. <laughs> That's <laughs> was, what I heard. That's what, like, yeah, California says. It was so much I'm like, numbers, really. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, specific, like, fines for stuff, like... Mm-hmm. like a misdemeanor you do this can you do this can well it was like yeah. specific like money wise like oh jail time in $2,500 for this and like or like next mm-hmm. one was like a like another amount of money for like a misdemeanor for like malpractice or something but it was hard yeah. it was like did they actually yeah. ask you for like the actual code like no like I think it's f- I think it was 40 qu- 50 questions and you're allowed to miss Holy 10 and you're allowed to miss oh 10 my so you gosh. had to you got to get 80%. So I think you're allowed to miss that. That was a take-home uh, test in Nevada. That's yeah, ours, ours is 10 is questions, <laughs> take-home. Yeah, like Oregon was in the mail. They gave, they gave it to me in the mail, and I looked it up. But Texas is online, and Georgia some, was online. Some don't even have it. I know like yeah. the smaller states, the more rural kind of states, don't even have one but at all. Think, They're just like, oh, you got the federal? Okay, here you go. <laughs> like, I think Texas and uh, – not Texas, but uh, California and Florida were the ones you had to take at the exam. Uh, yeah, I think that's the only ones I can think of that you get to take it at a pro metrics. A little more intense. Yeah, but so like, do you stick with one company? Because we've kind of um, heard the best thing is to kind of grab from multiple companies. And I don't. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> so you stick with one. <laughs> yeah, because most. I mean, it'd be different for a PT or OT, but for assistants, there's going to be less jobs. So like, a lot of companies are going to have the mm-hmm. same jobs. Like a few times, mm-hmm. I got submitted for the same job by two companies. I just, I've only worked for two companies since for nine years. Mm-hmm. So I worked for Delta for eight years and I worked for AMN for a year and a half now. So do you <laughs> feel like there's benefits for being like long-term with certain companies? Yeah, I've only had three recruiters out of two companies. I've only had three recruiters. It's... And they kind of know like who you are, what ones you're kind of mm-hmm. already looking for. You kind of build those in a way a relationship with the recruiters. Yeah, my first company, I my first recruiter. I was she was with me for the first three. Then my second one, I had for like twenty five assignments. My second oh, my wow. recruiter. Yeah, and then there was nothing available, so that's why I went to switch companies to a- AMN uh, mm-hmm. Med-, Med Travelers. So you're part of both right now, or just one? I'm just I just work. Well, I can I, yeah, I just work for AMN now. I can work for Delta if they had a contract, but I haven't. They haven't had one. Usually, they're smaller companies, so they have less to less to choose from. But their direct yeah. contracts are you get more money for direct contracts. But all they had available at the time, like in I think it was October 2021, it was all California. I was like, I'm sick of California, so I left. <laughs> So yeah, it's like I want to go back You're east like, coast. You're like I lose half my money. I was, I, I was, well, I, I didn't spend that much money. I, I where I lived at it was like 800 a month for furnished room, so it wasn't too oh, bad. Oh, that's not but, in California. Not bad, right? That's yeah. so cheap. 
I won't pay more you, than $1,000 a month. Do you <laughs> use an app? Like, so, like, my brother's a travel nurse in California. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I know they, for nursing, they have an application that he can go online and pretty much he can get cheaper rent, furnished rent um, within close to wherever he's working. Okay. Is it kind of the same way with PTAs? How, how do you find your lodging? Uh, it was a learn as I go. So like mm-hmm. my first, my first, I have a list here of all my assignments on my, on my computer. <laughs> my first two were the company provided for it. Cause I didn't know how to find on my own place at the time. So they provided for me. So it came out of my paycheck. Okay. My, sec- my second and third one, my third and fourth contracts were hotels. And then after that, it's been Airbnb, Craigslist, Furnish Finder. So that's all I've been using the past since 2000, since 2015 has been Airbnb, Craigslist and Furnish Finder. I never thought about that. Like if you're starting off, how like talk to the company about kind yeah. of working with you to help you set up that. And Cause I feel like f- they might be good with that. And my first recruiter was like, it'd be easier if we find it for you. And then you think this is like to learn the ropes, but mm-hmm. they were, they gave me this a two bedroom apartment for one person they gave me like for all this furniture like a like a 16 like, inch I tv i was like i don't need all this <laughs> yeah so i was getting pretty low paycheck with all that like so i got what was left over i was like eh, i don't want to do that so that's why i started i did a hotel a motel then a hotel yeah and after the hotel but maybe for did you it did it feel like it helped you though kind of having the first one already like yeah. set up in a way like less like, hassle okay. to try to find something like yeah and then you're like okay i'll take the less money up front for this very mm-hmm. first one just because of the fact that okay now i feel like i can get my bearings what it's like to actually travel mm-hmm. and not have to stress the very first one or very yeah. first two of finding one you know, that's what housing. i suggest to any new tra- new traveler to have the company prov- provide for if you can and then just use and then there's probably i mean those are the three websites i've used craigslist gets a little tricky because you don't know who you're gonna run into but yeah, first, that's that's, a little <laughs> well yeah just a if, tad for yeah for i've met some cool people on there and furniture finder i've been using recently since covid well 2020 i've been using furniture finder that's more for just traveling professionals for mm-hmm. nursing ptot speech okay i've, I've been it's mostly okay. nurses but they can be any in the therapist too any of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which that's kind of cool, yeah. Because like my brother, I think one time he rented out a back house in like North Hollywood because that's what close to where he was working, and it was like a furnished little back house uh, that someone just always rented out to nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he found it that way. Now I know you mentioned that you're part of a like group, um, where it's for like or for, new, for new grads. App. Uh, well, uh, for like for like traveling therapists, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like when I started, there was nothing for any material how to get started. But I'm friends with two PTs, and they're travelers as well. They have a their Facebook is called Travel Therapy Mentor. It's like there's oh. yeah, so there's students in there. There's ones that are like aspire to become travelers. And there's travelers mm-hmm. in there as well. And I've I've met them a few times. They're pretty pretty cool people but they have a they do a lot of videos like these they used to do weekly videos about jobs like different topics but jobs they post jobs on there like just how to get started in traveling like when i started there was, kinda, there was nothing 
do you feel like you could reach out and almost find housing that way too? Like, of like, oh hey, yeah, guys, uh, I'm going to like, this area. Uh, another group I'm a part of is a uh, travel therapy therapist, and I think there's like, I think last time I checked, there was like fifteen thousand people in that group. Holy jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I don't know if they're all travelers or they still active. Yeah, active or they're students. I have, or want to get into traveling, but they always post. People post, oh, I'm going to this area. I don't if there's any leads on housing or. Even questions about like that's where I studied for the the, the, the law exam for California. Someone already had a bunch of material on there, nice. uh, yeah, documents. So I just downloaded it and started just use that for my notes, like ten pages. I didn't and, even think about that. Yeah, there's all kind of stuff on there. It's just <laughs> for material. So even like and like it, you said, like when you first started, like none of this was out there. No, like you you kind of like saw it grow in a way. Yeah, that group like, didn't oh. that that group didn't start till I think 2015. So I was like two years into traveling already. I mean, there was travelers already, but nothing for like yeah. materials, like, how like the started. resources and all that. Uh, like, how did you find yourself? Like, you just graduated, went straight into like traveling. Did you prefer that? Yeah. Because like you didn't really have like the experience, and so now you're trying so many different clinics, so many different PTs. Did you enjoy that more than? Thinking about staying in your hometown? Oh, yeah. I didn't want to stay in my hometown. <laughs> you were just like, I just want to get out of here. My first like, contract. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania. My first contract was in Washington State. I never left the time zone so before went- at the time. I never left the time zone. So I went across three. You said, get- here, let me take this uh, small giant leap. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to drive my Jetta across the country and. Hey, I had a Jetta too. Living, live in Washington. <laughs> I, I was in I was in Washington State for nine months. I lived there. Didn't know anybody out there. I knew one kid in from high school in Portland, Oregon, but he was like three hours away. He was the only person I knew out there. That's it. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Now, when you take um, contracts from different states, like so, what what is the taxes based out of? The taxes are based out of where you're. The state you work, home, right? yeah, the state you work in, or is it the state you work in? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you could take a bunch of like jobs in Nevada, where there's no state income tax, and it's almost kind of like yeah, a little just like bit of a Washington State and Texas don't do state tax. Mm-hmm. I worked in, but like one year, I think I had to do four state taxes. I can't remember what off the top of my head. It was like Virginia. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so like I did four contracts in four different states, so I had to do four state taxes. So do you do it on your own or do you just find a tax person? I do it on my own. Easy? Okay. Just TurboTax it? Uh, TurboTax or H&R Block. I've been... Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah with, uh, I do cryptocurrency. So I do TurboTax because you can just download your spreadsheet and then just put it in there and it'll, it'll do it for you instead of Make trying to figure out how much... Manually put everything. Right. Yeah. Because TurboTax <laughs> does it. So I, yeah, I'm not, I used to do H&R Block. I've been doing that for years. But then TurboTax offered that for free. I was like, all right. I'll do that. So this might seem random, but I feel like it's, I don't know. This is where my brain goes in general. It's like, is there for taxes, anything special that you need to like keep around to make sure like receipt wise or anything like that to make sure the you're getting the bang for your belt. The only one I can think of is if you're doing home health and you're not getting the, the government rate, like I think it's 58 cents a mile, but like some, mm-hmm. some places go lower. Like I remember in Texas, they were doing 32 cents a mile. You can claim that gap. I think the gate, the oh, rate was 50, 55 and 32 to 55. You can claim that. I never did because just trying to figure out all the math with how many miles I drove that, like how much money it was not to, like, yeah, it was just confusing. 
So I ain't worried yeah. about it. Yeah, I never did anything so with a write off. Think about that. That's yeah, that's the only one I ever. Yeah, I never really buy anything for work. Maybe, maybe, like uh, when people buy scrubs, they can do that as a tax write off. Yeah. Maybe. Do you but, run into that where, like, is, is since you're a travel, do you, they require you to have certain uniforms usually or anything like that? I won't. I won't wear scrubs. <laughs> you, what? I find them so, so comfy. comfy I've, <laughs> I've turned like down. Pajamas. I've turned down two uh, jobs because they they had scrubs only as their uniform. I said, no thanks or no thanks. I won't. I won't do it. I don't. I, I don't. Doesn't look professional for a PT or maybe for nursing, but I can. I don't like it. I feel like I feel like the old school scrubs where they were just like kind of like there like, and hanging, yeah. like, like where they had no structure baggy. and they just looked yeah. horrible. I agree. But some of these new ones out there, because like, like we used to work at a place where it was all that's all we had was scrubs. But they did like, like the more nice fitted. Scrubs. They were fitted. Yeah. They were fit nice. They tapered at the legs like. They, they were good, and I, oh my gosh, they were so comfy, and it was great because no matter what exercise you did, like, you were moving. Now I'm, like, in, like, pants, and, like, they don't stress it, stretch That's out. That's what I, I work like business that. casual. That's one of the questions I ask. What's a uniform for the, con- <laughs> yeah. When I hear scrubs, I was like, and it's, oh, business casual it's as well. So I'm like, all right. You're yeah. like, I'll come. <laughs> when I worked in Texas one time, I, we, we compromised. Because uh, I was like, they was like, I'll wear, you have to wear a scrub. I was like, can I wear scrubs, pants, but wear a polo top, but wear the correct like colors? So we agreed on that because we had to wear maroon, gray, and black. So I had those mm-hmm. polos, but then I had, I had, a, I bought, I think, black and gray uh, scrub pants. I would like rotate them. So we would compromised. Yeah. But I, I did I one contract. I did one contract with scrubs, and I'll never do it again. It was the, Do you just the color like was them? the like... color was taupe. <laughs> taupe. It's, maybe it's maybe like that's a, also why it just it, it was it, not your. I don't even, have, I don't even have anything that looks like that color. You be close to like Ken's uh, sweater right now. Yeah, it's maybe like, a, this, like a lighter brown? version of that. Lighter version. It's like a light it's like tan. Like this in a way. Yeah, I don't what know. I've got going on right here. Actually, this skin color. <laughs> yeah, this my, my, color. my beard coaster that color. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm all down for it. I'm all like, give me the scrubs. But again, I I get it. Like I I like the the fitted scrubs. I just don't feel um, comfortable. But that's just me. <laughs> I I feel like they're pajamas and they're amazing. But I also worked like we worked for four years in scrubs practically because that's how he's got Ken used to. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So like, now I'm like. I have to plan, and the best part about scrubs is I never had to plan my outfit. It, it was just there. <laughs> we'll that. Back when I was in high school and college, I had a dietary job. I worked at a nursing home and or a sniff, and we had scrubs there. So we wore scrub pants, but we had polo tops. So like that was like the most that was enough scrubs for me. I worked <laughs> I there for like I'm over it. I worked there for 13 years, and that was that was enough of that. <laughs> So with that, because you mentioned you kind of have negotiated sometimes on even the uniform, um, what other things do you do you suggest? Like, hey, this might not be a reason to straight turn down a job because they might negotiate. Um, because I would never have thought, hey, a uniform is something you could get. Negotiated. I think another another place was if they if you go between multiple facilities, like if it's a smaller rehab facilities, mm-hmm. like I never one in New York. I turned down because they wanted me to be t- go between three facilities and they're all like 15, 20 miles apart from each other. And I was like, that's a lot of driving. I mean, I get, you get reimbursed for that, like the mileage, but that's a lot to, that's a lot to take in. 
you know, do you like, sometimes negotiate like a higher rate if they're going to do yeah, that? Yeah, you can always negotiate a higher rate, especially if you do a extension. You can always ask for a higher rate. Like my one I'm on now, I asked for, well, I even asked for it. They gave me more money for housing stipend and for meals and foods. They give yeah. you more stipend. So do you You're try like to negotiate with like your recruiter or the employer? Yeah, right. Your recruiter is like your spokesperson. They, they're the ones that talk to the facility. They usually, so like the facility has a rep and then your the, your recruiter is your rep for you. And then they're the ones that are conversing. Like, so you don't actually have to get your hands like into I don't t- the yeah I just with them. yeah like the place I'm, I'm at now I actually never interviewed they just submitted me and they accepted it that's the first time that ever happened they just accepted me you without even me. meeting me yeah I was like that's, that sounds fishy and like that's very common a little bit. I was like I did this for like eight years I never seen never heard of that <laughs> I I feel like right now there is such a at least in the area we are like there there's such a demand right now for actually PTAs in the mm-hmm. field. Um, because we've just lost a lot and we actually have three schools out here for PTAs too. Um, but just because of COVID and everything going on, the field is just not flooded by any means anymore. And so right now they're just grasping at who they can get. Like Mm I, I, when I was coming back into the field, it was just, everybody was like, you know, reaching out all at once. And I was like, well, you know, I'm multiple was that like right when COVID was starting? No, this was uh, earlier this year. Oh, because like when COVID started, well, and it was, sorry, end of last year, I guess you could say. Like when COVID started, I didn't work for oh, three. I didn't work for three yeah. months. Yeah, I got because yeah, I, when I, COVID, I had COVID when right when it started back in March 2020. Like Washington mm-hmm. was the hot spot back then, so I was like mm-hmm. two hours from where the first case was first in the first oh, fatality. Wow. And then I got it. That's before there was like a no shutdown. There was no mask. Man, mm-hmm. None of that was going on yeah. yet. That was like three weeks later, maybe. So uh, I got, I had one week left by contract. They canceled it, but I got paid for that week. And then uh, I just went back home and filed for unemployment because my recruiter said, well, someone from HR from the, from Delta said, Oh, apply for unemployment. So I did and I got it. And I was getting the $600 stimulus on top of that. Yeah. And then I recruit, recovered from COVID. I like I just couldn't smell for like two weeks, but I tested negative and I started donating plasma, and because they wanted my mm-hmm. antibodies, because I had it recovered from it, and I was getting a hundred dollars each donation with that. So with that and an employment, right. I was making, I think it was like twenty dollars less. That like, I wasn't working two hours working. <laughs> yeah, so I, so it was like twenty dollars less when I wasn't working. I'm like, oh, this is. But I got really bored with it. So by come yeah. July that year, I was like, I was ready to go back to work. And my recruiter said, oh, I got a place in New Mexico. I said, all right, let's go. Yeah, and I so got I was- very <laughs> fortunate that I worked during COVID, all of it. So, like, it was really weird because everybody kept talking about quarantine and, you know, shutting down. And here I am. I'm still driving to work every single day. Like, it got mm-hmm. quiet. Um, but my husband also worked from home and he just travels occasionally. But, like, our life didn't change. His work didn't really change. Um, my work really didn't change. Yeah. And I was like, even Mine? to this day, I don't I don't quite, like, I don't know what it's like to go under that whole, Take a like, quarantine and quarantine stay home. And well, I, I've had, I've had, I've like tested, tested positive three times. And uh, one was no symptoms at all my second time. Mm-hmm. But I still had quarantine for a week. So there was, like, three yeah. times I had a quarantine for a week. I got paid for it. So I had yeah. the, the original one, then I had the Delta, then I had the Omicron last year. 
Now, with COVID and traveling, do you run across, because you do a lot of skilled nursing facilities, do you come across a lot of areas that it they mandate you to have the COVID vaccine or anything like that? Or is it kind of like not so much anymore? Yeah, by place I'm at now, they didn't ask for my, my, my uh, vaccination card, but mm-hmm. I, can't re- I can't remember off the top of my head. What was like? So it's it's a hit if, or miss. Yeah, I, can't, I don't think it's up to the traveling company. I think it's up to the facility. Yeah, that you had to have it or not. Yeah, like I technically I'm employed by, uh, we partner with a hospital. Okay. So out here, like we partner with Dignity Health, um, which is one of the bigger hospitals out here. So like I, they technically require it for a job because the hospital requires it. Um, so it's kind of like a unique situation, but I know sometimes. With traveling, if maybe they were a little more lenient because they're just trying to get some people in, or if they yeah. were still kind of strict. On those I mean, I've, I've had the two vaccines. I got the Johnson Johnson and then the booster mm-hmm. for that, but they never really asked for it. Like, like I don't think I've uploaded it to the my traveling company's server for like credentials. They never asked for okay. it. Do yeah. they ask for other vaccines? Yeah. Like, I know we had to oh take my them gosh, yeah. just to get tested. <laughs> I can go on a list. I mean, I got to do a TB titer this weekend because uh, yeah. I don't know why, but I, I can't get a t- the TB. I can't do the two-step because I get I had a reaction to it like 20 years oh, you ago. T- like, yeah, did you test positive? Like, my arm got, yeah, my arm got like, yeah, my yeah. arm got huge. So I, it's like a false, what do you call it, a false, po- false positive. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you had to go get the lung scan because of the yeah. fact that they were yep. like, yeah, this so they don't want to do the, the x they don't want to do x-ray anymore so i got to do the the titer so like rubella yeah. titer then uh tetanus shot uh what else for vaccines covid um hepatitis b mmr uh, um, vers- uh varicella and this is just the place you're at right now is no these are all the ones i have these? these are all the ones i have my computer that they always ask for Okay. Yeah, I have a whole bunch Do of them. Do you just keep like a a spread like a folder on your computer that's just like all my travel shit? I'm very organized. <laughs> so yeah, it's like I have a sheet, I have a list here of all my traveling assignments when I did when I started, when I finished, and how much I paid for for housing. He highlights them. Red never going again. Green love that. <laughs> well, I highlight it. Yellow is sn- uh, skill sniff. So I've done seventeen sniff. I've done two outpatient wow. slash hospital, and I've done eleven home health assignments. As of right now, what was, what was your biggest so gap? Between biggest assignments? gap COVID. COVID the three months. Yeah. yeah, I think that was three months, and then uh, that, right before COVID, it was right before COVID it was two months. I didn't work because that's when okay. uh, uh, the rugs went to uh, P- uh, PDPM. The billings had a had a bill. No. Okay. Like, uh, Sniff, they were doing a rug level. Like, you have to, like, how many minutes oh, you had to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. They oh, got yeah. rid of all that at the end of the year in 2019. They got rid of it and they went to, uh, on PDPM. So, it's, man, I really had to dig deep for that one. Yeah. It's, it's confusing how to explain like it. Yeah. One time. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, uh, it was, I think it switched over January 1st, 2020. So like there, there wasn't very, there wasn't a lot of jobs at the time. So I didn't work for two months. Like I got done work in November. I didn't go start that one in Washington State till like end of January. So there was like a two month gap there. But COVID was the biggest gap was three three months, almost four. Then, it, was like, it was like three and a half months that was. 
And then, like, what's the longest you've been on one assignment for? Oh, boy. Like, if you renewed a contract. Because one, one My last thing, one I was one at, round is... I was there for a year. That's why I had to leave. I can't oh, be wow. this. Yeah, for traveling, you can't be in the <laughs> same place for over a year. The same 50-mile radius. Because then you're considered a permanent uh, permanent traveler. Location. A permanent resident, yeah. Yeah. So I was in a town. I was in Fishersville and Staunton, Virginia. And... uh could I had to do something that was 50 miles outside of it. So that's why I came to You're outside like, I'll of DC. leave and then maybe come back. <laughs> I asked to come back, but they don't need a PTA. They need a PT traveler. So, uh, but my yeah. plan is to go well, back to next time. That, that part of the Virginia and in the, in the mountains eventually when I retire, when I retire from this. <laughs> All right. Well, this is already so much. And the first episode of two with geo, it was kind of hard figuring out a good place to kind of, stop this episode before we transition to the second but we're going to go ahead and stop here so if you want to catch the second half of the interview with geo make sure you tune in on friday thank you so much for listening be sure to share follow us on instagram join the discord geo's on the discord so if you have any questions for him be sure to join that we'll leave links with for everything down in the description and until then we'll catch you in the next episode take care The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.